Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. This is the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast. You're back with Flex and Frooms and, again, we're just going to reiterate, don't worry about money. No. <laughs> I mean, you probably should, but if, if do what Frooms says and mm-hmm. not what Frooms does. So the Froomey School of Financial Literacy is, is ignore all the gossip about a recession. It's not real. Correct. Don't worry about money. You Definitely know, you're always going to make it. Um, and live- if you don't? Inheritance. Inheritance. It's coming anyway. You've got to kill someone off to get it quicker. Do what you need to do, okay? <laughs> Don't be bogged down by conversations of rental increases. Just work harder, number one. Full stop. And definitely just, like, dip into your savings. You know what? People have been dipping into their um, superannuation for plastic surgery, and I endorse it. Enjoy the podcast. Don't make me do a joke that won't land. How do you know it didn't land? There's more laughs that this can be exposed to. I was kidding everyone. (laughs) Flex and frooms. Flex and frooms. Cater. Never miss a beat. I have a question that requires an answer. Let's go. Imagine your two friends are having a friendship breakdown. I'm not talking your bestest friends in the whole wide world. Just two of your close friends. They're having a bit of a scuffle, a bit of a breakdown, and they've both come to you on separate occasions to get your advice and to, like, you know, vent and all of the above. What are you doing in that instance? Are you you playing both sides? Are you, you know, saying a little to one of them, saying a little to the other? Are you saying you're not getting involved at all? Are you mediating? What do you actually do? I would, in fact, call this a moral dilemma Mm. because it's something that I don't think it happens as often as you expect it would, considering we all suck at communication. But I think if it happened tomorrow, I wouldn't know what to do off the dome. I know what I'd do. Tell me. Mediate. Mm. Definitely mediate. Not spreading of the information, Mm -hmm. but just saying, oh, I reckon you should talk to that person about it. Well, that's not mediating. Is it not? Mediating is when you're like refereeing in the middle, right? And you're saying like, I, it's like, isn't a couples therapist a mediator? Like you talk and then you talk. Well, that's what I just said. Tell you to talk. But in the room? Nah, nah, nah. I'd be like, so if one person's coming to me and be like, this person's doing X, Y, Z, I'd be like, oh, why? Like really listen to them and then be like, what? So you're giving advice? Is that You're playing advice? both sides. Oh, well, I'm playing both sides in a non-malicious way, in That's, a constructive way. Yeah, but it's still playing both sides. Well, the alternative sounds violent. You've got options. I'm not, you, it's not just the three options, babe. You've got options. What's the other option? I mean, anything you want to do. You've got free will. Mm, you don't. I take it back. You don't have free will. <laughs> but you definitely have options. One day we're going to have to sit down and talk about the concept of free will because I don't really understand it. I'll put it in my notes. Can you put, can you put that down, please, Brookie? I also think it's kind of nice not thinking. <laughs> An unexamined life is not a life worth living, my year 11 teacher said. Okay, Socrates. Is that Socrates? I'm not sure. Probably. See, I was similar to you in the sense where I was like, oh, you know, by by telling them to talk to each other, that is my Switzerland approach of being like, you know what, it's not my business. I'm going to tell you guys to talk to each other. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said I'd do. That's me. <laughs> yeah. and And I'm thinking... Okay, maybe that's one approach, but would it change depending on the level of friendship with those friends? Because I was thinking to myself, well, if this was my best friend, maybe I'd step in. Or if these were my best friends, sorry, maybe I'd step in and want to mediate for them. But I almost think the stakes are high when it's your best friends. Like, you guys know each other. You sort it out. Like, why am I involved? (laughs) Like, I don't think I want to do this. And I think it would be easier to be a 
be actually more helpful for people who are closer to acquaintances because when you're jumping in, there's a mutual understanding that the outcome of your advice is not your fault. Mm. So when someone you're not that close with is like, hey, I just want to like run something by you or like, you know, this so-and-so. Let's say it's like one of our industry peer mutuals who's like, hey, like us two are beefing and something happened. Like, what do you think? You'd be like, okay, like, here's what I think. As in like someone's beefing with me, so they go to No, you. no. So let's say someone we both know is having beef with someone we both know. Yeah. So they've come, one of them has come to us and be like, hey, I'm having beef with someone, you know, like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, okay, look, this is how I'd approach it or so on and so forth. Well, I'd rag on them. That to me feels more achievable. I could be actually more helpful and step in than two best friends of mine having a breakdown. I'd be like, you're on your own, babes. I don't think I can step in. Kind of reminds me of when, you know, people say, if you knew that someone was getting cheated on, would you say something? Mm, far out. And... You know, when you're young and you haven't, you don't have any life experience, you're like, of course I'd say something because I'd jump in. And then I thought about it and I was like, you've got to be weary of being the scapegoat. Mm. Because if there's already a relationship in crisis, they're already looking for an escape. And it's easier to blame you, the person who's delivered the bad news, than to let these people figure it out for themselves. Do you know? Like, let's say, um, let me give an example. Let's say on a night out... We saw a good industry peer. We saw their partner kissing someone else. I'm not saying anything. My taking lips- a photo and sending it to um. I'm telling my group chat. I mean, I'm telling the group chat immediately. <laughs> but them, I'm not saying anything. Maybe that's immoral of me. Maybe it's even unethical. Not monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Maybe it's even unethical. But the stakes aren't high enough for me to risk the blowback of stepping in for what I was just a voyeur for, a spectator of sorts. This wasn't my timeline. I was actually exposed to someone else's timeline and I don't condone. I don't want to be a <laughs> part of it. It's not my um, player's journey. It's not my player's journey. This is a side quest. And I'm thinking like of what situations where I feel implored to say something and the older I get, the, the less and less environments that I'm like, I'd say something. You're complicit. Yeah. If anything, we're cheating. <laughs> we're cheaters. <laughs> and I don't mind. It's good. I just think that I'm constantly reassessing what do I understand is conceptually moral and immoral, good, bad, wrong, right, or whatever. And what do I actually care to make my problem? Facts. And sometimes when it comes to breakdowns, I used to really get off on being the Oprah, Dr. Phil of my friends. I was like, no, they like they need me. I'm going to help them. And now I'm like, no. No, you got it. Do your own damage. Dig your own hole. But separately, like a close friend having beef with someone I don't know. Oh, I'm jumping in. I got you. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take him down. <laughs> so I'll be there for you when you don't really need me. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just fun and entertaining for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Flex and frooms. Flexi, I was driving down a road in Sydney the other day. And what do I notice? I noticed that a enormous truck, perhaps a, um, you're passing another Fox variety, had a little um, like stuffed animal on the front of the bumper bar. And I thought, what an incredible dichotomy to see this enormous monster truck with a little fluffy animal on it. And so naturally I went and messaged my dad. Not just your dad, expert, expert. vehicle information giver. Exactly. And he told me the tea, so we're going to give him a call. We're calling him off the radio number, so I don't know if he's going to answer. All right, <laughs> let's give him a call. 
quick blunder. Don't let it get you down. <laughs> Hello. Hey, my name's Shelley. I was just calling about a car on Facebook. Which car was that? Uh, the Ford Hyundai Territory. Uh, no, I don't have a Ford. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Was it was it the Kia Rio? No, nah, that's a range of the We haven't got anything like that now. Sorry. Oh, what have you got then? Oh, we haven't mainly big cars like Colonels and Fords. True. It's actually it's actually Lucinda Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think it was? I don't think it was on that I don't know. What are you asking for a Ford Hyundai? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually calling up. You're on the radio. Say hi to Flexi. Hi. Oh, he's on the radio now, are you? We're, we're yeah. live. <laughs> oh, we're live. He's like in the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this could be, this could go wrong. Um, Dad, I know the other day I messaged you about why trucks have the fluffy animals on the front. Could you tell us why that is? Well, it was originated in America um, with dump trucks and the dump truck drivers being the tip unloading stuff and seeing fluffy animals. And wiring the front of their truck. Oh. And then it went right around the world. You know? All around the world. Dub trucks and other trucks have fluffy animals wired in the front of their trucks. Do you have Remember one? I had, I had Bart Simpson hanging by his ankle off of my bumper bar. Yeah, that's a bit of me. That's a bit of me. All right, Dad. Well, thanks for your time. Good luck. Let us know if you get any Ford Territory Hyundais anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for the call. See you later. Yeah. I guess you can't put roadkill on the front of your truck. So. <laughs> Next best option. <laughs> no <See>? taxidermy. <laughs> if you see a truck with a bumper bar, give them a little toot, give them a little wave. They're just trying to be friendly. Yeah, it's tradition. It's culture. That's it. Kata. Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. Flexi, I found myself at Icebergs the other day. Okay. Yes, doxing my whereabouts yet again. It's always when it's something cool. Restaurant or pool? Pool. Saturday morning pool sesh. Nice. And... Someone did chef's kiss about a food that we had. <laughs> Someone gesticulated chef's kiss, naturally. <laughs> and they what was the food? It? A restaurant? No free press. Polly. You know Margot Robbie went there after... <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay. They gesticulated chef's kiss. Okay. And I thought, mm, I haven't seen a chef's kiss done that way. Okay. So I wanted to come in Not and ask you. Not with familiar with that strain of chef's kiss. <laughs> I don't think I would do a... Sh- I don't think I would gesticulate a chef's kiss but if I had to do one it'd be like a Mwah. oh it would, it would flower be like a Mwah. yeah it'd be so I would I would give it you know a generic little kissy sound Mwah. but I would say the moi and then I would flower my hands I would bloom them that's blooming in quite a um oblong way like you're not going bah you're not like pulling out the fingers like a starfish you're kind of like elongating yes. them beautiful she's a writer mine is like this Oh, whoa. So what Fumi does is she pinches her thumb and her pointer finger. and then One or two. One or two. And she kind of points at you after she kisses. Mm, point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chef's special. Is that how it's done? With just some... Well, I don't know. How is it done, Brookie? No, regular. Be serious. Oh, that not that regular? I like... Like, I don't I don't know how to do it. Beckyana? Yeah, you've got to like yeah. you've got definitely got to purse your fingers. A single finger to thumb is not doing it. No, it's like this two th- three fingers, the index, the middle, the thumb isn't a the finger thumb. Bang. It is. You got to spread the three fingers out though. I think. Oh, there's something here. Oh, no, Brooke is fully doing it right. So okay. Yeah, that's the oh. chef's kiss. So let's just that's the chef's let's kiss. Let's eradicate that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't like, I don't love this. Any chefs in the audience? 
We need some representation <laughs> from the community itself. Sorry. Sorry. Take your space. Italian or not, show your face. <laughs> Thank you for that, Froomey. <laughs> bon appetit. Okay. You've been listening to the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.